Full of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. I'm retired. I'm too old for this shit. And then, but I'm not that. It turns out I'm not that old for this shit. <laughs> uh, I still have a very particular set of skills. And then here we are in, in John Wick land. Yeah, they've gone from I'm too old for this shit to I now I'm old enough for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so I'm old enough that I'm I'm so like experienced. I'm I've good. seen I'm enough so shit. <laughs> I'm yes, yeah, I've seen enough shit to be so good at this. I'll be I'll be honest. I, you know, speaking of extraction. Just because I forget what I was reading or or watching a while back, that was action oriented. But you you watch like a, a John Wick or an Extraction, and one thing, another layer for me anyway. And, and I think there have been articles written about this. I just can't quite pinpoint where I might have seen it. But the idea that these are competence porn in a sense, these guys are really good. They know what they're doing, and you kind of see that on screen in a way where it's satisfying. It's like watching one of those. Uh, I chuckle as I think about this, like watching one of those people like power wash a rug, you know, like they're really, they're just, they just know what the hell they're doing and they get that thing clean. These guys mop up the bad guys and they're really good at doing it. They're, they're very strategic. Yeah. They're invincible and whatever. They got the action hero aspect to them, but they're, they're not like stumbling, right? The, 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 the way they're portrayed is they're experienced. They've seen some shit, like you said, and then they're just going <laughs> to go ahead and use those skills to just mow through people at, at a high rate. And it's it's satisfying in a sense. It's this old house, but with machine guns. I, yes, I was just thinking of this old house as well. Bob Vila did some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta open it up because we're uh, we're already, we're already killing it. Uh, I'm Cyrus Mordazavi of GreatSwordStudios.com and located in Kirkland, Washington. Uh, with us, formerly of Austin, Texas, currently of San Diego, California. After turning down a 1 billion euro offer to join the Saudi Arabian podcast full of sand and money, is Ariel Rodriguez. Full of sand and money. I love that. I know we wanted to talk scrolls, but there's some wacky shit going on in the world. I really feel like we should start there. This is day three of the uh, <laughs> Russian uh, insurrection. I don't know what the hell's actually going on. <laughs> it's, it's over now, right? They kind of like went back home. Everybody decided... They're, they're cool now. They cut whatever deal, right? I think. I don't even know. He Well, no one knows where Przgovna, hopefully I'm not betraying that too much, is maybe Belarus, maybe Tahiti. No one. <laughs> but Place with no me, windows, like the, first floor. Uh, yeah, right. The 50-yard line in the Jets stadium. <laughs> I really feel like, to me, this is was the most aggressive promotion negotiation tactic I've ever seen is what it comes down to. He didn't like his performance review, and he was like, you know what? <laughs> I have some feedback. <laughs> like, by all accounts, this uh, hot dog salesman turned paramilitary czar got along fine with Putin. It was just like his, like, other lieutenants he was pissed about. So I think he was really just angling to make himself the de facto number two. What a way to show it. <laughs> by, by, <laughs> by spinning in a, in a circle for 36 hours. <laughs> just burning his way to Moscow, <laughs> downing helicopters and airplanes along the way. Just well, wild. I thought it was pretty cool to see that the old ways haven't died they were they were tearing up the highway into moscow i saw as a preventative <laughs> yeah. measure yeah yeah still burning everything and waiting for winter 
that that old saw. Climate change is really going to mess with that over time, I think. They might want to have to update the playbook. So that sort of happened. God, I don't really know <laughs> what to say about that beyond the 21st century. What the hell are you doing? Uh, closer to home, Lionel Messi, as I alluded to, has agreed to come to America and teach Americans how to play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, someone tries to teach Americans how to play soccer. Like, no one wants to say it, but his wife nicks the Saudi Arabia thing. Oh, really? I hadn't heard that angle. I mean, is that shocking? No, not at all. <laughs> If I were his wife and I were going to have to leave, live in Saudi Arabia, I'd say, hell no. <laughs> like, like create, you're both married people, both married, married, married men, rather. Cre- create that conversation for me. What the hell is that? I, I'm going to get a billion euros, but we, we, we got to live in the butthole of the Middle East for two years. What do you think, honey? Nah. Like a bunch of companies sweeten the deal or something, right? Is that Did I get that right? Like Apple pitched in and Adidas and... Best thing Apple's done else. since the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, he's going to eventually have his own expansion team, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like there was some kind of uh, Beckham-like deal where he gets he gets an expansion team or a, a cut into an expansion team somehow. One of his own, one of his 12 homes is already in Miami anyway, so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's not surprising at all. Uh, my my uh, brother-in-law uh, showed me the... Uh, the, the uh, before and after, like he looked up Inter Miami tickets, you know. For was, this, was this like the, was this the Drake meme? <laughs> <laughs> it was like thirty bucks, you know, same level. Same, it's three hundred now. Yeah, it, yeah, it's well north of three hundred dollars. It's, it's literally ten to eleven times what it was. Unbelievable. The problem is, is he? I, I don't know if you know this. But Miami is not very good at soccer. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> so, boy, I. I keep going back to Sheridan Shakiri signing to Chicago Fire last year of you know from Liverpool and Bayern and not well no one's on Messi's level that's a living but pretty good pretty good player not a superstar but you know should have been awesome in MLS and then just his extreme frustration with his teammates <laughs> <laughs> the body language was not great he's just like God damn what do I have to do for you guys. Kick the damn ball to the goal. <laughs> we need we need a think, uh, we need a reverse Ted Lasso situation, like some some coach from from Europe to come and like go bring his uh, European sensibilities to, to the United States in a way. Latest rumors are that Guardiola will not re-extend once his current contract expires with with City. Speaking of teaching us how to play soccer, that 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 would be the, the dream scenario. Interesting. I say this, and we're like we're less than twelve hours removed from a one-one draw with that the soccer powerhouse that is Jamaica. But I'm excited. He's not washed yet. He's definitely is, you know, entering his post prime, but that'll be cool to see him. Yeah, for sure. I just uh I just can't believe how much money he turned down. The Saudis have really changed the game with the the kind of cap cash they're throwing around the last couple of years. Didn't they like uh create their own like separate golf tournament or something too, like parallel PGA, not tournament like like a league or something? They forced a merger of some sorts, actually. Okay, okay. Which, my understanding is probably not going to be approved, because I at some point someone has to step in and say you can't buy everything. Those who follow golf, which is not I, are apparently assuming that this might be the where someone steps in, but just about Newcastle. They've acquired Ronaldo earlier this year. Karim Benzema avoided his contract from Real, and now he's out there. Sure, I'm glad I uh, pre-ordered his, his kit. 
<laughs> yeah, I think Conte's on his way out there too. It'd be interesting to see what 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 Cutter does in response. But yeah, the, they're they're just operating at a different level. There's billionaires, and then there's billionaires. That's what we're coming to discover. And these guys are like the billionaires, billionaires, right? Like they've been doing this. They've been billionaires for so long, right? Well, they're nation states. Yeah, the the oil <laughs> money has been decades. And heaven forfend you spend it on your own nation's people. No, of course not. No, that's never once entered their their crazy minds. So, how surprised were you to discover that Wabi is a scroll building bombs <laughs> for the Russians? <laughs> or was it? I was like, well, okay, yeah, I, I can see it. Explains a lot. This show, I don't know. It's um the way it was advertised. At least my I I, I shouldn't say that way. It, I. The way I interpreted the advertising for Secret Invasion was that it's like a Nick Fury piece and you don't know who to trust and all that kind of good stuff, which we know from the comics before it. And it was clearly going to be a smaller scale. We, I think that was at least obvious to me based on the advertising and what I've read about it. But I didn't, I, I, I guess I expected it to be quieter in a sense uh in terms of the what the goings on i expected it to be very spy heavy and like these clandestine things going on where they're unveiling scrolls and they're trying to like fight them but uh blowing up a town square in the middle of <laughs> the middle of a city and just straight up going big uh there towards the end uh, where it's like I mean, yes, they're under the cover of like a bunch of different terrorist organizations and whatever but it was interesting to me that the 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 impacts of the scroll stuff was going to be felt a little bit bigger in in the MC the world of the MCU than I thought I was going to see at least in the first episode, if not the whole thing. Uh, that was interesting to say the least. Well, I'm glad we've murdered another classic heroine. Yeah, the fridging of Maria Hill is not cool. I mean, that's a fridging, straight up. Like, yep, classic. It's 2023, folks. What the hell? I mean, it wasn't excusable in the 90s or whatever either, but. It's 2023 now. What's up with that? Give Colby Smolder something to do, for the love of God. Yeah. Yeah, I say there are some positives. Anytime Olivia Coleman's involved in anything, I'm there for it. So, so that's that's great. Uh, kind of as, I, I guess, British Nick Fury is what we're going for. Sort of. I mean, she was cool. And I'll be honest, uh, classic Nick Fury. It's great to see Samuel L. Jackson doing stuff kind of in a more direct way since, like, Avengers one. I don't know. I felt like it was it was cool to like be focused on him. I enjoyed that too, and him bouncing off Olivia Coleman. Is it focused on him? I I, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent. Definitely, you have Talos Gaia thing going on, uh, and the 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 villain whose name escapes me, Gravik, right? Gravik, Gravik, Gravik. That sounds right. Yeah. So you had like the scroll dynamic, but as far as the human hero, I think that we're supposed to attach to. I think that's Nick Fury straight up. Um, what is by default I, at this point? Well, yeah, now the other heroes did. The episode spends a long, just to build off what you were saying, the episode spends a lot of time asking if Fury can still do the job. Yeah, and we have, we didn't get an answer. And in a very awkward manner, because we don't really see why he went to, to Saber anyway. Yeah. They address it briefly, and I, it was so underwhelming, I've already forgotten what the hell it was. I mean, I'll be honest, like, I people said he was... Like other characters told him you were different after the blip, blah, blah, blah. But there was no, there's no flashback that we were not shown, right? We were mm -hmm. told he's different, but we have not been shown what's going on with him. Yeah, disappointing, at least after the first episode. And it's a six issue, or six issue, <laughs> six episode series. Yeah, six episodes. And they're not all going to be an hour long, uh, I read. Some might be shorter, maybe some were longer, I don't know. But I think 
the implication from what I the statement I read was that some of them will be shorter, so don't expect an hour every week. So it's the reverse of Ted Lasso. <laughs> so I guess so. Yeah. Those were like movies by the end. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched fine. season three yet. Okay. Well, I've, well, I've read um, that they got longer and longer the, the episodes, yeah. but I, I haven't I haven't watched them. I uh, I don't want to insinuate that they, they were bloated. They just were longer, but they had no story there. I mean, that's, maybe that's the beauty of maybe uh, that uh, that's the beauty of streaming, though. Like, you're not beholden to the whatever it is, forty-four minute or whatever format with, and then sixty with commercials. Uh, you can do whatever the story drives you to I, do. But I love it when you set me up with the perfect segue. <laughs> Ariel, I feel like streaming has killed the movie star. To paraphrase the, uh, oh God, what, the Buggles? What the hell are they called? <laughs> <laughs> I've just become my father. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, see that. Well, no, it's happening. Like, no one's going to the theaters anymore unless Top Gun is <laughs> is having yeah, an improbable yeah. sequel. Little Mermaid bombed. Uh, the Flash bombed. I think I think uh, people are going to have to recalibrate how much money you can expect to get out of a film in theaters. Just straight up expecting a billion dollars or even half a billion for every IP, regardless of quality. I I, I don't have I haven't watched Little Mermaid or The Flash, but we both watched Ant Man and the Lost Quantum Mania, and we both agree like quality was not necessarily a problem there, but it underperformed expectations. But what were the expectations? I feel like the pandemic and one billion euros in Saudi yeah, right. Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> It's Saudi Arabia all the way. Uh, <laughs> people will have other stuff to, that they can go do in the comfort of their home that they spent two years making more comfortable because if they go outside, they'll get a deadly virus. That wasn't going to have long-term impacts. I, I just like it's it's wild to me that uh, – and then let's not even get started with inflation and other economic aspects of things that make it so maybe you don't want to spend $15 a ticket on a film. I was about to ask, is that how much it is? I don't even know. <laughs> I th- I think it's it are- somewhere in there. I the okay. I would the movie theater I would go to, you know, seldom but like once or twice a year b- before I moved was like one of those ones where you have like the reclining seats and all that stuff and you know that was definitely pushing, you know, 15 bucks or 16 bucks. I, I don't know what it's like like in a regular AMC Regal whatever cinema. I, I I'm not sure, but I bet it's over 10 bucks. I I, I would have posited it was probably around 20. Could, could if be. You, if you factor if you inflation. Had- and you add drinks and popcorn and all that oh, kind yeah, of good stuff. Well, starts shit, to, that kind of stuff, you're, you're a 50. And there's people talking in the theater. Not, you know, I'm spoiled by the Alamo Draft House in Austin. Like, those are not that prevalent. So people will talk. They'll take their phones out. It'll, it'll be crappy of an experience for your money. So that on top of everything else, like, why wouldn't you just wait till you can stream it? It's interesting because um, the answer to that question is the technology is designed for the movie theater as far as the viewing experience. Which is why when you come home and you're like, what the fuck are they saying? It's because you don't have like seven speakers strategically yeah. mounted around you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sound bar ain't cutting it anymore. Yeah, there's definitely a hurdle. but And I, th- I think people are working around it, I would think, at least somewhat. I mean, it's a mix, right? It's, there's not going to be like a black or white, like theater's a ghost town and everybody's sitting in their couch. There's a blend of all kinds of different behaviors. But I mean, the impact is clear, I think, on the theaters are experiencing movies are experiencing i agree with you though and i and i love the theater experience like when it's done right like when nobody's an asshole and, and talking or have their cell phone out and like everything's calibrated nicely and like you're sitting in that front of that big screen and the booming audio like that's an awesome experience i would love 
to be able to do that more often, but it's hard. It's hard to justify. The image you just conjured immediately in my head was uh, just the cheers that erupted during various parts of Endgame. That was an experience like I don't know if I'll ever have it again. That kind of experience. It's kind of looking like we won't. Yeah, right. These are some pretty big things failing. It hasn't even come out yet, and I think Indy 5 is considered a flop. <laughs> I don't know how the hell that is the case, but... Yeah. Again, what, what, like, what, who's, who is setting the expectations and why? And how long is it going to take to recalibrate, you know, what, what people should be getting out of these? We're staring a dearth of content, though, in the face with the, uh, the writer's strike. With the strike, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just it's my understanding that uh, all operations in LA have ceased, and we we haven't even felt we haven't even felt that impact yet. It's coming. Like, that's another there's another sea change that's going to happen, right? When people start reacting to the lack of content, like we're still we're still riding the wave of stuff you know produced in years prior. So like, who, who can say? Like, it's, <laughs> will they go yeah. outside? Is the question? Or will, just, <laughs> yeah. or will they just bitch on their phones? Yeah, or and will they fire up uh, something again on Netflix or or whatever the other umpteen billion streaming services and just rewatch some stuff or dig into stuff stuff maybe maybe will get popular that wasn't popular before because people are looking for some for the next hit because nothing new is popping in yet. Will, will more re-watcher. European or Asian based stuff get more prominence because there isn't a oh. writer strike in Korea, in Japan, India? A lot of Korean shows are popular on Netflix. Is that going to become more of the case? Yeah, it's interesting because uh, social media is also kind of broken right now. So the the sense I get from younger generations is they don't rewatch content. They're driven by the new. So and I'll, I I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's the that's the feel I get for it. If that's the case, then yeah, maybe maybe, they, maybe Korea does have a yeah, they've even more of a renaissance than excuse me, the Republic of Samsung has more of a uh, renaissance than they're already experiencing. Yeah, man, Squid Game Season 2 is in the works. You know, stuff like that that crosses over, breaks through, maybe some other stuff that we can't predict. It's Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting time. I mean, it already is as we opened it with. But I, yeah, <laughs> pop culturally, we're going we're gonna to see some really weird stuff here, I think. Um, I have come to understand via Mark Miller on Twitter today that the studios have basically abandoned Comic-Con. Yes, I heard about this. But I, I thought they already had. I thought it was basically a TV con now. Oh, I, or is I he wasn't saying aware. This, or is he, oh, yeah, they, I mean, they haven't, they haven't done movies there in a long, long time. I guess Marvel, Marvel popped some stuff last year, but it was like the first time in two or three years. That, it was that unexpected. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, as, we were ta- as we talked about last year, I think it turned out it's because they just had too much content to do at their own expo. <laughs> yeah, D23, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that they could, they were like, well, I guess we have to go to San Diego also. <laughs> you know, that, that's okay. I, why does it have to be concentrated on STCC? I mean, I, it, it seems like maybe going back to a more comics-focused convention, a, a comic con, if you will, it could be good. It's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> I, you know, I went to WonderCon, God, feels like a lifetime ago. I think it was like four years ago, maybe five. It was well, fun. That's almost, lo- that's almost local for you now. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. It was a blast. I, I, I think SDCC could, could be that too without having some eight-hour wait to get into Hall H to see something, you know, like just get back to uh, some cool comic stuff. 
with maybe uh, you know the occasional peppering in of whoever's available or whoever wants to make some kind of announcement about TV or movies. That that's cool. But I'm really curious to see how it does. Cons have not rebounded yet. Pax yeah, West, you know they they haven't said it, but I I think they're hurting. Perkins is back. Krahulik is back from his quitting Pax Forever thing. I've noticed. I saw that. Yep. It it feels like a very okay guys. We have to start going to this again, or it's gonna die. I, I feel like I, I I don't know anything. I mean, I I live locally, obviously, but I I don't know this to be true. But kind of reading the tea leaves around it, I, I I do get the sense that there was like a conversation within Penny Arcade's HQ that Pax might actually be in trouble, and so all all hands have to be back on deck. I will say, Sakura Con, our local anime con here in Seattle, huh, has never been more awesome than it was in 2023. Well, that's cool. They but they have something. Well, they're 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 run by a nonprofit. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. which allows I think allows them to like really get some better rates. So the convention center. Speaking of things you haven't been to in a while, um, it's they've doubled it. There's a second building now. Whoa. They fin- yeah, they finished it this year, right? Just in time for no one to give a shit about about packs, evidently. But SoccerCon, like, real, uh, I, I guess, again, dude, they're nonprofits. That was really able to leverage both buildings well. Whereas Emerald City Comic Con, run by Reed Pop, makers of toys with large heads and ex- <laughs> an extremely expensive Comic Cons, only had one building and they, they packed a lot of shit into a very small area. <laughs> Yikes. So it, within this past year, I've gone to one really nice con and like one of the best, and one of the, I said that wrong, one of the best cons I've ever been to and one of the worst ones I've ever been to. I know the mass mandates are dropping. Maybe people just also like, just as a, in society, and again, I I have no evidence for this and I am not a sociologist. I, I hope that's clear for people who've been listening. For I love diatribes to start this way. You go right ahead. <laughs> but maybe I'm folks not just a doctor, but. <laughs> are not used to crowds. Like the crowds, you step away from that for a couple of years and then you go back or you see pictures of it. And certainly there was an association with crowds for a number of years there where it was like, that's death. Like death will come from that. I, I mean, not everywhere, but certainly social media and certainly crowds. The, like, the concept of crowds and being in a crowd was a key player in all kinds of news media whether you're on social media or not if you were watching tv or reading a newspaper or whatever and I, I i wonder if just people are grappling with that as one particular one one aspect of the prism of various aspects of going to conventions and crowded events it's still a risk and even if you don't care about that risk necessarily like uh, I, I think there's other aspects to it too, just being surrounded by so many people and 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 having to go through that and then paying money to go do that, and <laughs> uh, what the benefits are, like what are you, what are the trade offs, right? Like what are you getting in terms of positive aspects of it versus what you know, you're trading off the negative aspects. I think the calculus of that has just changed over the last three years. That's definitely part of it. I, I, I think the answer is is there's a myriad of stressors. Half the country feels like they're broke AF. Yeah, I was going to say financial stuff is. Also, from the last two years, is a huge factor, too. Especially if you're going to fly somewhere to go to a con. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. And these studios, because they're struggling as well, have never offered less in the way of swag or things to do, ex- except stand in a fucking line. Yeah, it's just... So I think there's, there probably is a, a social reevaluation of whether or not the, the juice is worth the fucking squeeze. Yeah. Two of the last three cons I've gone to in the last year, I've, I've been amongst the best I've ever been to. But there's no question that, that the business is suffering. Maybe it's another thing where it grew to a scale that was great, and then 
events happen that are out of anyone's control to knock all of it down and we have to rescale expectations you got to scale back yeah the plans to build that second building in the convention center were like probably 2019 plans that you know it takes a long time to build a building and, and look they you they know? needed to do it P pax had become was just spilling out all over downtown Seattle. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, every everybody's bathroom had like a had like a panel in it, right? Like like the Starbucks bathroom on this avenue over here is going to have a panel, and then you got to go like they're just trying to shove oh, them wherever they could. I I defy you to get into a Starbucks with it four <laughs> blocks of that goddamn convention center during during a, a con. It's wild, right? And it's like that that's that was a different world. Maybe we just need to scale it all back and go back to maybe expectations for those cons. <laughs> we all need that, to go back to the office. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no. don't even get me started. I have. Uh, uh, but like, you know, it's like, do we need to, do we need to have like, uh, 2013, 2015 level expectations for what these con sizes and offerings should be? Those were still shit ton big cons. They were, they were, <laughs> they were, but like how, how, like how, I think they'd kill for those scale? right now. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's oh five, oh seven level, you know, maybe you got to go back 15, 20 years and start there and re restructure everything about them to, like you said, make the juice worth a squeeze to the fans going, to the companies running them. Like, it's just the math seems to not be working out. I'm pessimistic for the comic book industry in this scenario because it's it's all about the IP. And it wasn't that way when you and I were younger and we're, and we're really dialed into to the hobby. Sure, sure. The, the creators mattered. Yeah. I don't... And I'm... I'm I'm sure. I mean, I'm, they still. I'm sure there's plenty of guys doing and gals doing great work still. But yeah. I don't think the fandom gives a shit. You know, I was I was at a I was at a breakfast joint uh, here uh, in San Diego, kind of more downtown San Diego uh, area. And uh, the I was I think it was me. It was either me or Joe, my wife Joe, uh, wearing a comic book themed T-shirt of some kind. And the the waiter comes over and was like, "Oh, I love comics." Blah blah blah. It's like just doing the usual, like let me take your order, but like also gushing about comments. We're like, well, what's your favorite character? And so he was saying Scarlet Witch, which is an interesting choice. I know Mama Mama Wanda is getting got has got like a huge fan base now compared to uh, back when I was reading House of M. But uh, that's great. But then you know, like, you like ask right, you're like, you like you just like, well, what what are your favorite Scarlet Witch stories? And they're they're not comics mm -mm. at all. They're multiverse of madness. They're like. <laughs> animated stuff just wandavision but like not comics comics you can't say like bendis's portrayal was interesting or the storyline was interesting what they've done recently or what they did with uncanny x-men or uncanny avengers i should say where they mixed x-men and avengers for a while like there's no idea of this there's no connection to the the, the source material the source material is the other media that's pulling in people I, I bet most people don't know who the hell he is. Brian Michael Bendis? Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. does. Yeah. No. But, like, it's like, dude, like, <laughs> half the characters anybody loves right now, he, he, like, either created or had a hand in revamping to the point where they were extracted to, you know, to make what they are today. Like, just AMC yeah. made a small kingdom out of The Walking Dead. I guarantee no <laughs> one knows, knows who Robert the hell Kirkman. Robert Kirkman is. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, the, the guy counting his, his money bags over there. The well, right. With that 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 truck full of gold bricks that the guy that's getting that delivery that's that's Rob Kirkman. Robert's not exactly crying about it, I'm sure, but no, no. I mean, there's and I, I you know I read I, I I read comics today from DC, from Marvel, from Image. There's like some really cool stuff. Yeah, it's not 
anywhere near the same. And I, I'm not saying that it's bad necessarily. It's just different. It's very different. Uh, and as everybody needs to adjust. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just. I, I guess what I was trying to figure out is what what does that guest list look like now? Right, because if you're not get if you're not pulling Elizabeth Olsen, what are you doing? Like, what is it? It's not going to be worth it to that Scarlet Witch fan. If Elizabeth Olsen's not there, I don't care what writer of Scarlet Witch right now you you pull into there. Yeah, it feels go. like a bunch of fifty year olds like fighting with Ethan Van Skyver in the artist alley, <laughs> and I who I don't who the hell wants to watch that shit? Why are you even paying for Ethan Van Skyver? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Well, you're not. He's probably paying to get in. Uh, probably, that's right, Drew. He probably just paid for the, is... <laughs> for the table. Yeah. And an exorbitant amount of money I'll, I'll, yeah, as right. well. So if it's, not, if it's not oriented around the creators and it's oriented, like you said, Cyrus, around the IP instead, and you have limited access to what makes the IP relevant to people, which is the people portraying it or maybe a license to show a film or whatever it might be, what is what do you rotate comics into? And maybe it doesn't need to be this convention where you're celebrating the IP. Maybe it needs to be more indie. Maybe it needs to be more. What absolutely needs to be indie, and that's why I think it's going to fail because they the, the people that are running these things are not going to see it. But yeah, the people that would draw the crowns are webtoon artists. There you go. Maybe it that's, needs to be that, more webtoon. It, the like you know like an Erica Mowen or the lady behind Laura Olympus. That that's who I think would bring people in or um. Fiona Staples, who draws who, <laughs> Drew Saga 12, 12 years ago, or whatever the hell they went on I mean, maybe it, and it's more Image Comics and Boom Studios and Dynamite Entertainment. And I, I uh, didn't Boom just die? Did they? I I I, was so, was, I thought Boom just went under. <laughs> oh wow! But uh, oh, okay, maybe not them, but like that caliber of comic book publisher, not the the big boys, Marvel and DC. They don't need they don't need it anyway. As is clear um no warner's is actually trying to kill dc <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe dc um, will become on, a on multiple fronts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, i mean i i think there could be a lot of good to that i mean to as someone who enjoys uh you know the those kind of comics i mean and i recognize that i that's uh i'm a bit of a weirdo for doing that <laughs> these days that sounds cool that sounds like it's smaller scale it's certainly not big business like uh a Hall H Marvel Studios type thing would be, or going everybody lining up to get Jim Lee's autograph or something. But things need to scale down so they can find a niche, a different niche. And I think that could be good. Okay, so I can't find anything to corroborate my the, what I thought I heard that Boom was gone. I mean, I just I I just backed an Expanse Comics Kickstarter for them <laughs> a so few I, months yeah, back. So I think they're they okay, back. but I I feel like some like one of the bigger ones did go under. I can't remember who the hell it was. Okay. Uh, Dynamite looks like they're okay as well. Tell me it's not Dark Horse. I don't think it was Dark Horse. Image, Image I think, is doing just fine because they they structured their business a long time ago to, to be like a boutique publisher. I mean, more they power were, to them. I, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They they were that was just that was a bunch of guys who came up under the old shitty system and they decided they were gonna like not do that. Uh, I mean, and Image just there, there's always cool stuff to check out there uh, from them. Always, it's a great deal. And I just really appreciate that creators continue to, you know, find stuff that they want to, you know, work with them on and, and, and put out there into the world because it's just always like if you're uh, – th there's cool stuff going on in all kinds of even, even tiny zines and stuff and whatever. But if you're if you're just wanting to get into some kind of independent comic, like you you know you can go to Image and like find something cool to read there, bar none, any, any day of the week, any month of the year. Yeah, they're great. They're Anyone's allowed in, but they they do have to pass editorial muster to be allowed to be given the deal. So the quality's there. 
Precisely. Yeah, it's not it's not like web web comics where I mean, yeah, there's some great ones, but there's some shitty ones too. And it's kind of up to you, right, to curate. Like, there's no you just have to bounce off what you don't like and and whatever. Yeah. And time was social media could help you do that, but social with social media in crisis almost across the board unilaterally, that that's not working as well as it used to be. Yeah, where a lot of a lot of the old systems are just crumbling, right? <laughs> and new ones have to take their place. Yeah, I think the reason it feels like such a crisis is it's it's all happening at the same time. Yeah, for real. I wonder how manga's doing. I mean, for, I guess I'm I'm too deep in it because I I read manga and I watch anime and and what have you. But it if it, it feels like it's a bigger part of people's lives and like younger people's lives all the time. Like I, I see I see kids. I'm I'm walking around Costco here or whatever, and I see like 13 year old with a Naruto shirt on. I see I see uh, older dudes with Yu Yu Hakusho shirts on. Right. And I'm like, this is. People are growing up watch, reading these stories and watching them. And... There was a few years there where it seemed like there was a gap in new stuff that that was hitting. Yeah, like the second half of last decade. God only knows what, what, what would have caused that. Maybe sometimes you just have a creative fallow period for whatever reason. Ever since we hit you know the, the 2020s here, it seems like it's reversed. I, I can think of a, just a bunch of them off my head that, ha- like, you know, to your point, have really hit. And they're brand new. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the reality is like... There's dozens of new manga launching all the time. It's just like they, some of them just don't hit or they're they're not relevant yet or they will be later or they get an anime and then everybody discovers it and then goes back and reads the manga or anything in between. There's just so much of it. It really, I, and, and I, it can't be sustainable either. I mean, there's manga cop breaking their backs and having all kinds of, you know, issues and there's 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 all kinds of labor concerns there and there there have been for decades. In Japan, that's got to be a, a thing they've got to like figure out over there but when it comes to the consumption of that stuff and the availability of that stuff it's never been more available and there's never been more of it tons tons and the services are consolidating like it used to be you know when i was in college like if it's not on dvd good luck to you you're gonna have to get a fan sub somewhere and you have to go through all kinds of dark corners of the Shit. internet to well, find it. but when i was in high school it was good luck finding it in english well yes and, and people trading vhs tapes and all that kind of stuff and now now it's like it's Crunchyroll. Like that's the service. Enjoy. There's no more like seven competing yeah. services. <laughs> Do They're you all want folded. ads or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few indie ones here and there. Uh, your high well, you know, there are whatever. competing services. Like, I mean, it's more represented on Hulu and Netflix. Yes. Now, yeah. The, the, it turns out Disney and Netflix were like, um, we want some of that, <laughs> and they're 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 pushing it pretty hard. Uh, blew my mind that Bleach Thousand Year Blood War is on. Hulu and Disney Plus internationally, and, and not Crunchyroll. Like that's just what, but it's a sign. That. It's a sign that like everybody wants to play an anime because it's huge, and manga is an echo of that. There's it it's, it passes back and forth because you can you can continue the story where it left off on your end when the anime season is done and keep reading if you want. You can get introduced into stories and then bridge back over into anime, and it's much more fluid than books and comics and films because it doesn't take that long to to flip from one to the other like demon slayer season three just ended you can go read the rest of the demon slayer story all the way to the end if you want or if you started reading demon slayer and because you picked it up at barnes and noble you can go watch it animated and that's just one small example of just how fluid it is to pass back and forth well it ends and it and it ends so you can enjoy the story and then move right. on. Right. Batman hasn't been 30 for 100 years, literally. <laughs> right. I, I don't 
I don't know how we got there as a culture here in the States where we just <laughs> don't want these things to ever change so much that they never did. I think it goes back to the whole IP thing you were talking about. All these heroes become became properties, just like Mickey Mouse and whatever. And they, they can't they can't go away. They can't be reinvented. Whereas I, I guess just by their nature, like manga and anime, it's just it's just not that way. I mean, you could argue like, okay, well, One Piece is still going and uh, Naruto has a sequel series, Boruto and whatever, and some of those characters stick around, but not all of them. And they are evolutions of the story. And the main characters from the previous story fade into the background so that new characters... They're telling new stories. Like, it's not... Yeah. So it's not the 12th creative team doing a reboot. <laughs> yeah. There's it's not Batman Year One. Yeah, for the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I... And it's not, it's not a DC exclusive problem. It's, it's all of it. It's, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of it really is at Disney's feet. Yes. They because pioneered they've, it, right? They, they've, they've pushed for those... Uh, the copyright extension stuff? The copyright extension. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're they, so they can continue to mine it. But, but back to your question, I, I I have no data to back it up, but my, my anecdotal view is manga and anime are bigger than ever. Okay. Uniqlo continues to have collabs <laughs> for all kinds of series. Uniqlo has a 12-story a place in fucking Tokyo, I've come to understand. I believe it. So about Secret Invasion. Yeah. Was that the longest sidetrack I think we've ever had in the history of the podcast? <laughs> I was like, what the hell are we actually just talking about? We we invoked fridging, and I think after that we just, you know, yeah. off to the side. You know, part of it is there's so little talk about that after that first episode. <laughs> I mean, because we know, we know, right? Like, and maybe it's just because we read the comics and all that kind of good stuff, but it's like, okay, yeah, scrolls, they're fucking shit up. They're like, this is... You guys got to go figure it out. Who's going to be a scroll? Could be anybody. It was Elliot, uh, Elliot Everett, Everett Ross in uh, episode one. Who's it going to be into? Right. Well, and then they spent 40 minutes like, you know, but but is he the right guy to do it? And it's like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Is he too old for this shit? <laughs> Tune in if he next doesn't, week. Yeah. If he doesn't say, I'm thinking I'm back in episode two, <laughs> he's got to. I've observed that uh, his scar from Goose is getting bigger with time. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it, it now covers half his face, and it used to be all underneath that fucking eye patch. so you tell me. <laughs> You're kind of right. You're kind of right. It's the biggest continuity error, error since Henry Cavill grew a shirt pocket. <laughs> oh, that's classic, man. And there's another Mission Impossible coming out. I just, who knows what kind of meme yes. we're going to get. <laughs> Chapter 8, Part 1, I think is what the hell it's called. I, oh, my God. Uh, it's replaced the Star Trek cast as like, those guys that are just still making action movies, and they're, they're clearly <laughs> far too fucking old to do it. God protect Tom Cruise. He's the only person people still go to the movies for, evidently. And, and I think that's going to fade away, too. I mean, that might be one of the last things it does, but it's only a matter of time. There hasn't been a buzzy film in a long, long time. Now, again, there's been stuff going on in the real world that's impacted that but to me i think endgame was the last it was well it actually actually it would have been rise of skywalker if that wasn't a just a complete oh, right. <laughs> flaming bag of horseshit but it's been yeah 2019 you know and you yeah, know you, you and i grew up with like things like you know the summer of batman or jurassic park in 93 where you you couldn't it was three months you just couldn't yeah. <laughs> you couldn't turn your head and not not be inundated right mcdonald's had the cups the advertisements on the on the the streets and in the billboards, the commercials on TV. You went to see the movie at least once. The it it was just, it's but it's a different world now, right? Like it, not everybody sees the same advertisements. Not everybody is exposed to the same stuff. Not everybody goes outside to see <laughs> a billboard. It's just a different 
thing. The irony is all these people that were bitching about the Marvel films are going to be are going to be screaming for them to come back in about six months the way we're going. <laughs> Please, God, something that we can actually bank on. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I feel like the. I mean, I haven't seen Guardians three, but with based just on Ant Man alone, like, I'm still enjoying this stuff. I don't feel like they've lost a step. Personally, they've they've they're building a new saga. Let's let them cook. It's I've it's, heard Guardians three is good. I believe it. Honestly, like I go in, I I still have the same sense of faith that like this is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride. Love these characters. Why why do I have to be worried? The money is whatever the money is going to be. Like that's I've got my ticket if I pay for one or my DVD purchase or my streaming purchase. That's all. That's all impact. I I can't make five hundred million dollars appear in the box office tomorrow. If I did, I've I mean I'd be living a different life. You're, well, you're you're probably playing soccer in Saudi Arabia. Or <laughs> that there you go. <laughs> That wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be tomorrow, but that would be your annual yeah, salary, yeah. evidently. <laughs> right. Your your uh, your blockbusters are there, but like the way that everybody perceives them is just like off. It's interesting times right now. Twenty twenty four and all the writers' strike dearth of stuff hasn't even hasn't even hit the shore yet. Sports is doing well. Sure, that, that yeah. appears to be the eternal constant. People turn up to games. They go up to the stadiums. Man, I, I watched some of the NBA finals. Stadiums are packed. Didn't seem like the. Man, I was—I I don't know—I my my neuron just neuron my head just triggered like thinking back to the those the pandemic finals where they had like the the virtual fans. Oh God! <laughs> Remember that? Oh, oh, it was so everything finals, was so yeah, empty. yeah. Oh my God! The way we've been handling it as governments has been really disappointing to watch too. Hard not to get jaded. I mean, heaven for Finn, we just sell the commercial real estate and solve the housing crisis. <laughs> No, go back to work. We we've put some money into this, so you have to go. You have to go to the office. Yeah, don't don't even get me started. It's just <laughs> three years. Three years we've shown this stuff's remote work is very manageable, very easy, improves lives an innumerable amount where it, where it can be done. I get that not every job can be remote, but a lot more than people think. Yeah, no, and, and that's not what it is. They they just yeah. don't want to like take the they don't want to eat the loss yeah. on on the real estate. Yep, that's one hundred percent what it is. Totally agree. They just make up all these BS stories about all this other stuff, productivity and what have you. It's all nonsense. No, if anything, productivity has gone up demonstrably. Honestly, I think some of it to a smaller amount. That you're right about the real estate. I couldn't agree more. But uh, I think some of these these people like don't know how to like manage individuals remotely. <laughs> like they they must control them. They are controlling people. I think the psychology of that is a factor as well. They must be physically present. To tell people what you know, to do. You know, it's interesting. I've heard it positive that a fair amount of the higher paying jobs, they exist to control people. And so now <laughs> it's it's called it's called into question whether they're even really necessary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the trainer says, no, no, we're more necessary. Get everybody in Are here. I'll show really? you how necessary I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you're, uh, you're working your way through Trek. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm watching uh, Strange New Worlds as it, uh, as it pops season two uh, as well. Okay. The... Okay. So we. Oh, sweet. So we can we can talk about uh, the great Enterprise robbery episode and the a few a few good men episode. <laughs> well, I've I've only watched the Enterprise robbery one. I haven't watched episode two yet. It's excellent. I I believe it. That show. I mean, what a gem. <laughs> I, I, it, it, like Trek's been just really good. It's been on a really great tear. I mean, we've talked yeah. about it. I know, but that it, it, it continues to be the case. 
it's it continues to get better is the but and that's what yeah, we haven't yeah. talked about and but we will address it in future episodes obviously god damn picard season three is good i'm an episode and change in and i'm i'm having a good time i mean you'll have to forgive captain honey bunny but in her weird french <laughs> accent but she did not age well <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that show is nostalgia at its finest so you're an episode and a half in i'm trying to remember what that means or not even, maybe not even half i don't know maybe like 10 minutes of the next one i was rolling in i'm like oh crap i gotta go deal with x y and z and i stopped it but sure um, definitely plan on chipping away at it you know at least an episode a week from from here on out Riker and picard have like gone out to go to go rescue beverly right yes yes okay. and they've they arrived at the uh facility beverly's son showed up other son other son yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> and uh and what have you i i got what's the name of the captain and of the um the titan the titan God, what's his name Shaw. Such a di- such a dick, but it was so good. <laughs> I, I, oh, he I, has I, not begun a dick. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, him, and um, the new chief engineer. I, her name escapes me. Um, in Strange New Worlds, I love that there's a character in each of these shows where they're like, I know there's some some captain first officer bullshit happening right here, and I I acknowledge that it exists. You will not pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> And they have different reactions to them, you know, different motivations and whatever. But they're both like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, guys. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I'm really excited for you, for you to finish it because I want to dig into this. There's a lot of interesting <laughs> stuff that comes in this series during it. Oh, and man. then like where, where, where it leaves the franchise moving forward is just. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 just oh, it's going to be it's going to be such a great conversation. I'm looking forward to it. It, it really is. They've yeah, they, they're they're killing it, making Star Wars look so bad by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting Ahsoka, which apparently is Rebel season five. Yeah, by by all accounts, looks like it. And that was that was that was a good time. That was a great indeed. show, indeed. Yeah, We're, it's kind of like the a little bit of the Filoni verse, right? Like it's it's just this this bubble through 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 Mandalorian a little bit. It That's definitely how Kaysa started it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Star Star Wars' quality has been all over the place, but the stuff that Filoni has had his hands on has been pretty damn good, usually. Even when it's been ridiculous, because he's, he's good enough at it that it doesn't matter. As we yeah. spoke to before, The Mandalorian Season 3 asks you to like go along with some pre-preposterous <laughs> crap. But at the end of the day, you're, you're still entertained, you still enjoy it. So it's a win. Right on. Summer streaming is, is, is coming back, which... I thought there was going to be a, a lull, but uh, Witcher Season 3, Part 1, fuckers, is going. Yeah. The... Again, everyone's broke. We're having to set yeah. this shit up now. <laughs> Drag it out to get yeah. the fine, thin layer of paste all the way across the bread. <laughs> yeah, Outlander Season 7 or 8, I don't even remember, but it's back. Wow. Wow. I feel like something else was dropping in July, but I, I can't remember. It, it might have been Ahsoka. But I think that's Ahsoka's August. August, yeah. There's something else. There's something else. And then uh, Secret Invasion's going now. And Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought there was something coming on Netflix, too, that wasn't Witcher, but it was, like, Witcher big. But I cannot for the life of me remember what the hell it would have been. But they, they, they're definitely popping stuff throughout the summer. And speaking of uh, anime, like, there's there's a ton of new seasons of anime starting in the summer as well. So, at least for now, you know, fun stuff to watch. <laughs> That's very different, again, when we were young. Summer was the dead time. Right? You had your movies, but TV was like... Right. But yeah, the sports sports was done, except for baseball. But, you know, ba- baseball's pace like made it perfect for the summer. <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah. Well, they have this pitch clock thing now. I've heard about this. I've, I've talked to no people who've watched it, though. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Yeah, it hasn't hasn't really enticed me to get back into baseball uh, like I was when I was a teenager or something. To bring it full circle, we signed Messi. He'll start in time for League's Cup, which will be that should cool. be pretty cool if MLS shows up. I don't know that they will. We did not look good during Champions League. Let's put it that way. Los Angeles, notwithstanding, and to expect Messi to beat Mexico by himself seems like a a bit much. Yeah, yeah. But he, Miami will be in it by virtue of the fact that every team will be in it. Cool. I hope so. I. I <laughs> At least, yeah, conceptually cool. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it, it, it felt like MLS was closing the gap, and then this season happened, and boy, has it been a lot of teams right around 500. LA looked, LAFC looked pretty good, but then they've kind of been on a slump. Maybe because they just had to play so many extra games because they did so well in the Champions League. But but I do know I am going to release you to go forth and watch Star Trek. Yeah, I think that is that is my plan for tonight. So. <laughs> That's an excellent plan, and we've, we've been gabbing for an hour, so I think it's time for me to say you've been listening to Full of Sound and Fury podcast. I've been Cyrus Mordazavi. He's been Ariel Rodriguez. This episode and previous episodes of Full of Sound and Fury podcast are available at fullofsoundandfurypodcast.com or by subscription at wherever the hell you get your podcasts. This has been a Great Sword Studios production, copyright 2023. <laughs>